For years, Minky Couture has been donating blankets to NICUs across the country. Owner Sandy Henry's grandson was born at 30 weeks, and she placed a mini blanket in her grandson's incubator. We want to help other NICU families with the Heart of Minky program. For every adult-sized blanket purchased, Minky Couture will donate a mini-sized blanket to NICUs across the nation. Thanks to you, we can fulfill our dream to blanket the world. Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof, not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA, get a quote today. If you like compassion, excuses, and heartwarming messages, you have clicked on the wrong link. There's a new sports voice in Toronto. The smooth-talking, rough-necking Mike Roach, where sports life and truth collide. New sports entertainment for the next generation. Something different. No bias and no BS. This is the Mike Roach Podcast. Subscribe to the Mike Roach Podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcast. And remember to follow Mike on Instagram at MikeRoach7 and at OXP.media. All right, on the line with me right now, NBA analyst for the Toronto Raptors for TSN and vice president and general manager for the Ottawa Blackjacks of the Canadian Elite Basketball League, Javon Shepard. How are you doing today, my brother? I'm, I'm good, my man. I'm good. Just here, staying warm, and we got a lot of basketball going on, so it's always fun times. Well, listen, you sound kind of upbeat. That might be a little opposite <laughs> from the uh, Toronto Raptors roster right now. Um, give me your thoughts about this team. Like, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you think about the Toronto Raptors this season? The first thing that comes to my mind is is closing, and I I think it's probably a little conflicting or it may catch some by surprise. But you know, thinking about this team, I know there's a lot of conversation about identity. There's a lot of conversation about you know the, the offensive schemes and tactics or lack thereof or, you know, the lack of defense from time to time. And I think that's a lot of emotions that, that come into play there. Um, but for me, the big thing with this team is they, they just haven't been able to close, you know, some of those close, some of those tight games. Um, and a lot of them could have been difference makers, right? That would have put this team in a completely different position right now. And if you were able to close some of those games, you know, you're not in this conversation right now. There's not so many rumors swirling around. Um, whether it be from the coaching staff to the players to, you know, Bobby and Masai and the direction of this team. And we're talking about just one or two wins. You know, I should say one or two, like three, four, five wins make a difference in these standings. And it's a, it's a complete, it changes the complete, the complexion of the conversation, right? So for me, it's closing. Um, and I think every team in the league, if this is the NBA, it's hard to win in. And, Every team in the league has their, their hiccups, has their ups, has their downs, have, has their stories that they're following. But because we're in this market, um, we're a little hard-pressed here. Uh, and this is the, the media that we follow and the stories that we follow. Uh, I think sometimes we, it's a little skewed and we get lost in that. So for me, it's closing. It's closing. And, you know, as much as there's been times where the defense has, has failed us and there's times where the offense has failed us, it's understanding how to come together and win and learning how to win. And sometimes as, you know, athletes, as players, you get into these, these, and even coaches, so to say, you get into these, these, um, 
these cycles of playing not to lose and you're holding on to something so tight you end up you know causing yourself to lose and it's just one of those things where you break the cycle and now you trust yourself to win now you trust yourself to make the play now you trust yourself to execute and i think that's been you know the 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 the, the messaging the message to me um and what i see is that you know four or five games early on in the year you close those games out and there's a different confidence around the arena there's a different confidence in the locker room there's a different confidence in the front office there's a different confidence from the fan base right and less emotions and less sense of urgency to do something right now or make a big change right now now someone in your position who is a a general manager right when you look at this Raptors team compared to last season, essentially it's the same team with a few different pieces from your bench, right? Do you, the way the Raptors are playing this season, do you attribute that to not much being done to their roster compared to what was done for the other teams when you look at parity? Because to me, I don't think it's so much that the Raptors got necessarily worse than last season. I just think the rest of the league got better. How do you look at it? I, you know, it's funny you say that, when, especially when I look at the East right now, right? Outside of Cleveland and let's just say New York adding Brunson, um, you know, Brooklyn, Brooklyn's, Brooklyn's been pretty much the same. You know, nobody's made I – don't, I don't think anybody's made major changes. I, I also think we dismiss the fact that this is the NBA, right? adapt right and, and the Raptors have had this unorthodox way of playing especially on the defensive end that you know now staffs and front offices have, have had time to scout and longer periods of time to, to, to scout a bigger a larger sample size and create devised game plans and one or two teams have success with it and it's a copycat league right you you start to imitate those those same plans and apply those same same game plans and schemes and you're seeing other teams have success with it so it's uh, i think it's more of a, a league that just adapts and when things work you know you use it you you cycle it through um but you're also i think where the rappers are concerned there was just there's just a lack of chemistry um within the locker room and it translated to the floor at times and I think that's where you see that for me was probably the is probably the biggest thing is just you know stringing together wins because once you're able to do that you build chemistry once you're able to do that it it's like deodorant it 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 masks so much so I wouldn't necessarily attribute the success or lack thereof of the the Raptors to other teams just getting you know that much better I would just say there's there's more you know it's a young group and some of the players that you're relying on, especially a guy like Scotty in the second year, which everybody's banking on from the rookie season, and you know it just changed the complexion, changed the the thought process of this team, right? Remember last year, some would say it was supposed to be a rebuild year. Well, you come in, you have some success, you have the rookie of the year, and fast forward to the the following year, and the bar is set so much higher, right? So is it is it really that the the team? is underachieving this year or did they overachieve last year when we we thought it was supposed to be a rebuild year now you you mentioned scotty barnes for a second and he, he's been playing really well especially these last kind of 10 games compared to how he's playing at the beginning of the season why do so many players you think after their first year kind of hit that wall 
Do you like? Is it because you think they they overthink? What can it be? Well, there's there's so many things, right? There's so many variables, and remember that the NBA drafts a lot of these players so young. Scotty's what 21 years old, and a lot of these players come from college, and now they're playing a different position entirely, right? They're playing upper position. Um, we've seen that with Scotty. There's there's so much to learn on the fly. The defensive tactics, which is I think that's the biggest adjustment. Um, the athleticism of the league, the speed of the league, the and, and let's be frank, they're playing double the amount of games that they would a year ago, right? Mm-hmm. So year one, yeah, there's a lot of excitement, there's a lot of emotions that you're running off, and there's a lot of adrenaline that you work that you're playing off of, and then year two starts to settle in, right? And it becomes your normal, and like anything, I mean, you know, the jobs we work, some days it's not the same, right? Once that novelty is wore off like it's a little tougher to get up and get going it's a little tougher now when teams have had some time to scout you and know your your weaknesses and have a better idea of your strengths and play into that and you as a player and this is what this is where the greats separate themselves they also continue to study the game right and how do i adjust how do i adapt and that learning curve isn't as steep as you go along um and just the ability to you know have your body prepared for the rigors of those seasons, it's it's not easy, right? And and I think that slump in year two is you know one thing that we see often. But the reality is that we often don't, we we sometimes don't get to talk about because the guys end up out of the league. Is how many of these guys, these young guys, are out of the league, are cycled out in four or five in, in four yeah. or five years, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. we always talk about the slump. The slump is okay. It's just. Got to, you got to recover. You got to recalibrate. You've got to learn from it. And you got to continue playing. And that's that's what we're seeing with Scotty. But a number of those guys in that draft class, we won't even talk about them anymore. And we'll probably see their name pop up, you know, four or five years later, playing well in Europe. I'm like, oh my goodness, what happened to that guy? Shit, what yeah, happened yeah. to that guy? And it's like, well, you know, we we spent so much time talking about guys that are having sophomore slumps that are actually working through themselves, working through the kinks, and getting acclimated to the seat to this to the NBA to the best league in the world that we're forgetting that this guy's being weeded completely out. Got to be patient. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Nick nurse, I, I want to jump to him quickly because we haven't been seeing a lot of the bench this season, mm-hmm. right? The Raptors starters have been playing some pretty heavy minutes. Now, do you believe there's anybody on that bench who should be playing even a little bit more? Because I look at a guy like Malachi Flynn, who we don't really see a lot. But to me, what I think is really, I don't know, I'm, I'm sure it's frustrating for him. But something I think that's really tough for him is he doesn't play in a bunch of games. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you go against Phoenix. He doesn't play the whole game. He gets put in in the fourth quarter. Is it tough to kind of find a rhythm like that? I think, for one, I think Malachi is tough as nails because he's been put in a lot of those situations all year, and he comes out, comes off the bench, ice cold, and will, and will knock down two or three shots, right? And the 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 mentality, the toughness you have to have upstairs, we don't give that enough credit because he's also knowing if I miss this shot, going back to this bench for a couple more games, right? Yeah. So he has to have you know, a gunner mentality where I'm make or miss. I'm just going to, I'm going to live or die with it. I'm going to ride with it. I'm going to rock out with it. And I commend him for that, man, because it's it's not tough. And being a former player myself, there's, there's so many things that go through your mind. You know, you're thinking about what the coach may think. You're thinking about what other players may think. You're thinking about 
you know, your future, right? Remember, he's he's also a guy that's on a rookie contract. You're thinking about, man, am I going to get this next contract? You know, my it, it, it's been like this could be life changing for my family. So there's so many that's weighted on these guys' shoulders that, yeah, when you don't get those opportunities, you're able to come out and, and produce in short windows. I'm always impressed. Now, the other side to that from a coach's perspective is you've got to do it consistently, right? And the reality is there's two ways to look at it. You're either defending the hell out of the ball and a coach can't deny you or you're putting the ball in the hoop. Right, but you got you've got a two three minute span to show the coaching staff what you can do, and if you're not doing that consistently, you're not armoring them with enough tools that they can trust to put you out there. And I think that's where that conversation has gone back and forth this season. Is yeah, Nick Nurse is wearing out his, you know, his top five guys, but is is the bench giving him enough, or are individual guys giving him enough consistent consistently, right? And you know. At this level, the professional level, basketball is an equal opportunity. So mm-hmm. you've got to go out there and produce. You've got to go out there and, and do it. You've got to pretty much force that coach's hand so that every time he looks down that bench, he knows that he's going to get something from, from one particular guy or what, whichever individual it is. Like he can count on something he's going to get from you, right? And I think that's where there's been some inconsistencies there and a lot of, you know, a lot of the, the enthusiasts, rappers, enthusiasts, the rappers fan base have said coach nurse needs to look at his use, utilize his bench more, but at the same token, in the same conversation, the same breath, you know, you have them out there for an extended period of time. And it's the same people saying the bench isn't giving anything. Right, <laughs> well, right. That's, that's exactly, that's exactly the problem, right? You've got to be able to do it consistently and armor your coach. And then everybody has a has a better argument. All right, Javon. Last question here, okay? Bobby and Masai. So Sham Sharania came out with a report saying that the Raptors are taking calls on OG if they decide to move him. There's a few holes that are going to be there. You're going to lose shooting with OG if they decide to move him, and it seems like a lot of people are kind of looking for a traditional big for the Raptors. Mm -hmm. Which direction do you think they're most likely to go in regards to bringing a player back to Toronto? So uh, uh, it's funny because funny you ask, I I read all these rumors every day and these different directions and we are closest to the Raptors. So we can always evaluate our own team, Mm -hmm. but we've got to have a, a pulse on what the market has and what the market what's available in the market, excuse me. And is that the same? Can that change in two weeks? Absolutely, right? Teams can go on runs and they can decide they're not, they're going to go in a completely different direction. A team can go on a losing streak, go on a completely different direction. Guys can get hurt and a team just decide, you know, front office decide where, you know, so-and-so is available. Now, I think understanding that is actually more important than understanding what we have because that's more telling. Um, and in this case here, I, I would say, I, I don't necessarily think this team needs a lumbering big down low, right? Yes. There's a couple teams in the league that, you know, you have your MBs, you have your Jokic, but I don't think that's where, you know, our biggest gap is or our biggest hole is. Um, I think, you know, the shot making early on proved to be, you know, a hindrance and it, it costed us some games. And I think we're getting, you know, we're winning the, 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 the field goal battle, um, field goal attempts. So we've got to 
score at a higher clip. For me, it's all about putting the ball in the hole. If you put the ball in the hole and you're getting more shots, you win the basketball games, mm-hmm. right? Um, but, I, you know, for me, it's, it's probably a completely different direction and just having a combo guard, per se, that is not necessarily from the 6'8", 6'9", you know, 7-foot wingspan mm-hmm. um, yep. profile and, and a guy that can just hoop, a flat-out just hooper that is reactive, has, you know, some counters in his package and can get to that second line of defense and create a shot or create for others or, you know, maybe slide over and play some one, right? And it's funny because I haven't heard much of that. I'm always hearing big. I'm always hearing, you know, point guard, whatever the case may be. But I I think, you know, a, a good combo that can just go out and just flat out hoop. Put him in the park, he's going to hoop. Put him on in a system, he's going to hoop. Put him on, you know, any team across the league, he can just find a way to get you a bucket, get dig you out of a hole. Because for me, it's been, you know, there's been periods where we just go through droughts and are ha- unable to score the basketball. Now, the way we play defense, it's it's there's two ways you're going to play defense in this league. You're either going to contest shots and hold teams to low percentages, or you're going to force them to cough the ball over and get on transition, right, and give yourself some more opportunity. You, it, you can't do both because one is uh, containing the ball, and contesting, and one is heating teams up and pressuring them. And when you're heating teams up and pressuring them, sometimes you're out of position. You're going for deflection. You're going for steals. That creates rotation. I think that's the side of the side of the, the, the defensive schemes that we're on. Got it. Now, one last question. You could just answer it with a yes or no. Got you. Here we go. <laughs> this is trouble. I already when you when you only get a yes or no, it's a problem. All right. Before we check out, will this team? look the same after the deadline next week? Mm, 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 mm. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yes. Good stuff. I, I like the prediction. NBA analyst for the Toronto Raptors for TSN, Javon Shepard, thank you for the time. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to the Mike Roach Podcast. Where storytelling, sports, and keeping it real are the only ways to live by. We hope you've gotten some valuable and practical information from the show. Link up with us on Instagram at oxp.media or at microach7, where you can view images of the content on this program. We're on Facebook, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Have a wonderful day, and thank you for listening. Until next week. Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.